This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar. Also, we have the TSO's director of marketing, Vanessa Gardner, and we have a very special guest who is joining us by phone today. That is, let me bring in a little walk-on music here. Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, keep waiting for it. (laughs) That is singer, entertainer, crooner extraordinaire, Paul King. Welcome, Paul. Welcome. uh, Welcome to me. (laughs) (laughs) Such an entertainer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, uh, you for know. having me. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry if that setup was a little effusive, but we're glad to have you on the program today. <laughs> hey, was that the Toledo Jazz Orchestra playing that? Uh, no, but well, yeah. As a matter of fact, yes, we'll say it was. No, I guess it wasn't. But uh, we, there's plenty more where that came from, Paul. Um, the reason that you're here, and, and we're excited because we've got a a, a non classical musician with us so we can kind of let our hair down a little bit as it were Those what, what, what hair, hair. What, what hair? <laughs> yes. yeah. she's looking at me there's no hair there we can let your hair down okay um but uh you're coming to the peristyle this is saturday night november 13th eight o'clock p.m for a tony bennett tribute paul you are uh, a crooner a self-described crooner you're from detroit you're doing this salute to the songs of Tony Bennett and to uh, all the wonderful, wonderful American songbook uh, pieces in there. Um, I want to mention that there's more information at ToledoSymphony.com. They can also call the box office, 419-246-8000. Paul, why don't we start out with you telling us a little bit about, you know, what is a crooner? I mean, we it's sort of one of those terms that we all hear that we all sort of can put our finger on when we hear it, but what does it mean to you? Well, to me... Hang on a second. (laughs) No. Oh, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) I'm already getting the hook. (laughs) (laughs) It's been great talking to you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Um, (laughs) To me, um, you know, there's obviously a, a dictionary definition, which is actually pretty funny it's uh you know i think it's basically a male singer who sings in low tones and very quietly something like that i'm Mm. paraphrasing but um and and, you know and you look at the the crooners that i grew up with that uh i listened to uh, none of them really sang quietly um they did and in in spots but (laughs) there were some belters out there um you know to me the crooner is uh uh, anyone who uh, emotes the the feelings of the songwriter, uh, the lyric that knows how to deliver the lyric um, in a way that hopefully the songwriter was uh, hoping for, um, and I, I I try to do that with my singing. You know, a lot of times I really love singing ballads, um, but I have to catch myself because. Uh, a night full of ballads can uh, go awry, as it were. Yes. <laughs> night um, full of ballads. That has to be a, an album title or something. That, that <laughs> actually should be an album cover. Um, but, no, it's, um, 
you know, a crooner, I believe, is uh, well-versed in, uh, I guess you could call him a balladeer, well-versed in singing ballads, but there are a lot of swinging crooners out there. I love to uh, do that as well. I sing with a big band orchestra here in the Detroit area called the Rhythm Society Orchestra, and uh, we do a lot of the swinging, swinging hits, from yeah. even from the 40s and on, so... Well, a crooner, I imagine, comes in all different shapes and sizes and flavors and types and genres of music. Oh, yeah, it was derogatory in the 30s as well. Yeah. They didn't, that term was not, uh, it was more of a pejorative term. Well, hmm. we promise not to be pugilistic about the word crooner <laughs> uh, during sorry, the podcast Sorry, I have to get my today. dictionary out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Paul, let me bring up some music here for you, because I want you to, to take us back and tell us your story of how you got from A to B, like how you first got interested in music, how you discovered your voice, and how you decided to become a crooner. Okay, here we go. A little music for you. <laughs> Okay, don't break out into song. Just you can just tell us, unless you want to sing it. That's up to you. <laughs> Take it away. Oh, you want me to sing my life story? No. <laughs> no. <you're asking> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, just tell us your life story. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, it started obviously at a very young age. My my dad was a singer. Uh, he was in um, lots of community community theater. He sang in the choir in church. He was a cantor uh, up in front of the church. And so, like many singers, I, I think it started in the church. I, you know, would sing in the choir with with my dad. Um, but they also had these wonderful parties uh, a couple times a year. And all of his friends, all of their friends from the community theater, all singers as well, and musicians would come to the house and, you know, have some adult beverages and sit around the kitchen and sing all night. And they would always sing the old Tin Pan Alley American Songbook song. So that's where I learned them at a very young age. Um, and... I used to love coming home from school and watching I Love Lucy. And, you know, you'd see Ricky Ricardo up there. And uh, that's, uh, you know, that's what I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, I ended up not, you know, I took piano lessons and guitar lessons and saxophone lessons and all that kind of fun stuff. But I never really started singing in front of people until um, I would say, well, I had one shot at it when I was seven. I sang on stage with my dad, but then um, and when I went to college, I went to Michigan State University, met some friends, and joined a rock band there, and uh, had some fun doing that. And then I started taking some uh, vocal jazz vocal lessons from Sonny Wilkinson at Michigan State, and uh, that's where it started uh, for me as a quote-unquote crooner. Uh, <laughs> joined uh, a big band out of the Detroit area, and then eventually some friends and I started our own big band orchestra, and, and there it goes. Yeah. That's great. I, I love this idea of you just picking up these songs, kind of like the spoken tradition or the sung tradition, you know, handed off to you 
Of course, it yeah. was a drunken party from your church group, but other than that, <laughs> those are the it, best. Uh, yeah, well, obviously we're obviously we're Catholic, so. <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, it provided fertile ground for you. But the the way that you know these songs were kind of like a part of your growing up, and you were surrounded by that music. I think it's wonderful that you're carrying the torch, right, as it were, mm-hmm. um, in 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 what you're doing right now. Paul, you sound like you have a really low voice. How would you characterize your singing voice? Um, yeah, well, this is also a morning after a gig. so uh, <laughs> The morning after gig voice, otherwise known as the that, voice, right? That's the voice, that's right. I, that's when I always do my radio shows. Um, yeah. the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm characterized as a baritone, but I've um, worked hard at stretching my range, um, and working on my head voice as well. Yeah. So every once in a while, I will surprise some folks and get up into the heights. But uh, <laughs> I'm characterized as a baritone for sure. Yeah, but but you're not uh, you're not soft and low, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am not soft and low. Okay, well, uh, Brad, you're, you're you're one to talk in asking that question. You're you have one put... of the most wonderful, <laughs> reverberant, low speaking voices. Yet you're a tenor. Yeah, I was a tenor for many years. I sang really? tenor. Yeah. yeah, I love singing in the morning. Yeah, singing in the mornings, especially after your church group has a down <laughs> or whatever I can, the party is. I can really dig deep and hit those low notes in the morning. <laughs> now, don't ask me to do that later in the evening, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> well, this concert is going to take place at night, so I guess we'll hear your your fully uh, revved-up voice by then. Uh, again, it's Saturday night, November 13th, 8 o'clock p.m. Great selections from the American Songbook. More information at ToledoSymphony.com, 419-246-8000. Paul King and his tribute to Tony Bennett. I want to talk a lot more about Tony Bennett and the music of his that you're you're bringing to the stage. But before we do that, I want to do the first round of our quiz. I mentioned this to you, Paul, that we uh, we have a quiz, and this is a it, it's got a sort of a crooner theme to it. Uh, the first round is called "Down the Tony Bennett Rabbit Hole." And basically that just refers to the fact that I looked up a couple of questions and then I found a whole bunch of answers <laughs> that were... Do, do they match up to the questions? That were similar uh, to the, the same thing. Okay. It's completely arbitrary, so you just follow me down the rabbit hole. Now, first of all, let me get some music going here. Um, there we go. Okay. Round one. It's not quite Sing Sing. It's like Sang Sang. Excellent. Yeah. So we know that his birth name was Anthony Dominic Benedetto, right? Who gave Tony Bennett his stage name? Was it, and you may have to sit out of this one, Paul, because I'm sure you know all these. Was it Bing Crosby? Was it Bob Hope? Or was it Dean Martin? Okay, don't answer. Don't answer. We're going to go. These down? There's only four of these questions, and we're going to go back and, and go through them at the end. Okay. No peeking. Okay. Tony Bennett's signature song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, was originally the B side of a single from Columbia Records back in 1962. What song was on the A side, the, the side they thought would be a big hit until all the radio DJs started playing side B? Was it Once Upon a Time? 
Was it Hello Young Lovers or was it September Song? One of those three was on the A side of that that single. Okay. Um, actually, we do have to answer this one because this next question has to deal with the answer from the last question. So let's go back. <laughs> I, I really thought this Who went this through. thing? Yeah, I thought this went through. So let's go back to the original one. Who gave Tony Bennett his stage name? <clears throat> what do you say, Zach? Bob Hope. Bob Hope, that's right, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. 1949. Pearl Bailey recognized Benedetto's talent and asked him to open for her in Greenwich Village. She invited Bob Hope to the show, and he decided to take Benedetto on the road with him and simplified his name he to He said he couldn't Tony fit it up ben. on a... Uh, Marquee. <laughs> Couldn't fit it on the marquee. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So what was on the other side of I Left My Heart in San Francisco? Was it Once Upon a Time, Hello Young Lovers, or September Song? Any guesses? Who do you want to answer that? You. Well, okay, go for it, Paul. Do you want me to sing it? Ooh. <laughs> Let's hear it. Once Upon a Time, Yay! I go with moonlight in your eyes. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Once upon a time. That's correct. <laughs> By the way. It would be really embarrassing okay. to have that be it. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice try. Close but no cigar. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. Now we can move forward. Covered by almost 140 singers, Once Upon a Time comes from the musical All American. Who originally sang that song on Broadway? Was it the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, Dorothy, or Toto? Which one oh, of those that's a good performers? One. So, I mean, I, you know, we're talking about Ray Bolger, Jack, Hannah, Thank you. I was trying to think, like, is. this was cut from Wizard Bert of Oz. Lahr, <laughs> Judy Garland. <laughs> and I, I, room floor. I forget who played Toto, but, you No, know. I think it was the Flying Monkey who sang it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was uh, it was actually Ray Bolger, the Scarecrow. That been my guess. Wizard of Oz. He was I the was going to guess that too, yeah. 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 Any so we get, relation we... to Whitey? No, I don't believe so. <laughs> Moving on. That would have been a more fun rabbit hole. <laughs> <That'd be right. laughs> okay. Now, we're, we're getting into the rabbit hole here. I've got one question left. The song lyrics were by Lee Adams, who wrote the book for All-American. Was it Larry Gelbart, the creator of M.A.S.H.? Was it Mel Brooks, the creator of Blazing Saddles, among other things, or was it Peter Shickley, the creator of PDQ Bach? A, B, or C. Peter Shickley also wrote lyrics for the musical O Calcutta. Are you, you trying to give know. us a hint? Like he wrote a lot of lyrics for songs. Well, I mean, they all wrote lyrics. Larry Gelbart did Funny Thing Happen on the Way to the Forum, mm -hmm. among other things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know. So, Gelbart, Brooks, or Shickley? What do you say? I go for A. No, try again. B or C? <laughs> C. No. Oh, your turn, Paul. <laughs> uh, let's go with B. <laughs> yes, it was Mel Brooks who actually wow. wrote the book for All American back in whenever it was. Wow. One of my favorite human beings right there, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Do you know Mel Brooks? You guys uh, friends? I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Twitter. Aww. Oh, yeah. That's great. Well, you can tweet away. <laughs> so right. we'll have more of this quiz a little bit later in the program. But uh, let's talk with you, Paul, 
about uh, Tony Bennett because Tony Bennett, you know, somebody who is really defines the word legend and so many of those songs are a part of the public consciousness. And, and also, I don't know if you saw like the, the recent 60 Minutes profile of him. I, I did. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, he's been suffering from Alzheimer's for some time and mm-hmm. um, just announced his official retirement, I guess, from the stage just just recently mm-hmm. in, in August. Yeah. Um, why Tony Bennett? Talk a, a little bit about your uh, uh, use, your tribute to the man and, w- and what he means to you and what his music means to you. Well, I see this as an opportunity to celebrate um, his love for the American Songbook and the writers of uh, the authors of that book, um, you know, that go back to Tim Pinelli, you know, up through the 60s and, you know, uh, and later. But he is... um, like you said, he is a living legend. Um, his life story is amazing. Uh, you know, being in World War II, but, you know, also not originally um, planning to be a singer. I mean, he wanted to be a, an artist uh, as far as, you know, painting and drawing. And he still, to this day, is doing that, as, and from what I understand, as part of his therapy, as well as singing as part of his therapy. Yeah. And that, you know, that 60 Minutes, uh, piece was um, it was sad, but it was also fascinating to me how music can turn the light back on. Um, and you saw it in him on stage um, when he, you know, Lady Gaga said it that didn't, you know, he didn't recognize her or didn't call her by name for so long. But as soon as they got on stage and he started singing. That light came back on, introduced her, and she almost broke down crying on stage. Um, It was just a fascinating piece. And it sort of, um, to me, is um, analogous to his life in that he was constantly fighting, but music always, you know, brought him to where he wanted to be. And still to this day, I think Mm -hmm. it's still happening. Um, You know, he fought in World War II. Uh, and he came back and um, started singing then, taking lessons under the name of Joe Barry, I think hmm. I think it was. Um, and, you know, like you said, uh, discovered, Bob Hope gave him his name, took off from there. But the thing that I love about Tony is that he, Mr. Bennett, I should say, I don't know him on a first name basis, <laughs> but um, is that he does what we talked about earlier about uh, being a crooner, about um, delivering the message that the songwriter um, intended and and delivering not only the lyric, but the emotion behind the lyric and making that connection between the artist and the audience. Um, and, and you feel the energy coming from him and it just fills you up as an audience member. Um, you know the 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 chills that you get the 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 tear in your eye whatever it is that is delivering that lyric and he does just a wonderful job has always done a wonderful job of doing that and that's what i strive for all the time 
as as a singer and it's difficult to do that some nights it's really easy some nights it's really difficult but it it all comes down to um i guess living sleeping eating with a a song and that happens to me a lot where a song is in my head and i just can't get it out Mm -hmm. um but once it's inside you and you you live with it for so long you start to understand what the songwriter meant by the song and hopefully you can get that across when you're on stage and he just he does such a wonderful job of that yeah yeah, yeah. it's well, very we well said to that. well and he's such a sincere singer uh, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I think you know, you're talking uh, about Tony Bennett, not Paul, right? <laughs> both, both, of <laughs> okay. course, both, both Mr. King and Mr. Bennett. Um, yes. I, I should call you Mr. King, unless we're <laughs> no, no, that was my dad. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was listening uh, to uh, "Shadow of Your Smile," one of my favorite Tony Bennett. Oh things. yeah, and that. you know, it, it and just the verse. I love the verse. Well, and that, that's the the, the 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 introduction. I mean, he Tony always yeah. sings the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the song begins until a minute in three seconds in because right. he always celebrates what the uh, what the writer was writing and 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 I've always loved that about him because he he sees it as the the full commitment of the artist and uh, and and I'm sure that there were a lot of record executives who wanted him to you know trim it down and make it a single and you know get it out there but you know he was always very committed to that yeah yeah we're talking with uh, the crooner Paul King, the singer, singer of songs from the American Songbook, singer of Tony Bennett's songs, giving a tribute to Tony Bennett that Saturday night at the Peristyle, November 13th at 8 o'clock p.m. I, I should mention, Paul, you're not doing like a like a, a cover show. You're not dressing no. up as Tony Bennett and, <laughs> no. and, and trying to be Tony. Well, I mean, we, we had, what, the David Bowie the David impersonator. David Bowie did that, yeah. A, that, that, a was a little, that was a little interesting. Well, that would be fun. I, mean, yeah. he, he, I think he actually had, like, well. I, I no, we, yeah. we, but I we chose him, Paul King for Paul King. Okay. That's right. Which actually I, has a fun story to it. Because uh, I was going to ask you, Paul, if you ever went as Tony uh, for Halloween, but... <laughs> I, I have not, no. Okay. Um, I'm not going to take Alec Baldwin's place. In that <laughs> <place>. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there's a story about Tony Bennett. Uh, there was a, um, uh, I don't know, fire alarm or uh, something like that, and it was 3 in the morning and everybody was coming downstairs in, in their um, their uh, robes and pajamas, and Tony Bennett comes down wearing a bright yellow jacket and blue pants and a white shirt and everybody looks over at him and, and he's like what <laughs> it's just like that's just what he wears he it just was like my, my high school prom outfit right there <laughs> you just described I think he had a story that Duke Ellington told him he looked good in blue so he always tries to wear blue oh nice yeah interesting yeah. well let's do a second round of our quiz let me bring up some uh, drums here in the background, this is called Name That Crooner. We're going to answer it as we go along. I'm going to give you three clues about a specific crooner, and you have to come up with the name of who it is, right? So okay. each of the clues progressively make it easier to guess who it is. Uh, the first, tem- uh, first clue is this. This one-time cruise ship crooner and bass player was much better known as a rather controversial politician. Hmm. Okay, second clue. After leaving office, he was offered his old job back as a singer in the famous Bar Contiki, where he used to sing back in the 50s and 60s while attending law school. 
And your final clue, he was the longest-serving post-war prime minister of Italy. What? <laughs> Talking about Silvio Berlusconi. You remember Berlusconi? Seriously? Yeah, he was a crooner back in the day. <laughs> and we're off to a great start. But that was, that was the pejorative term, crooner, right? That's right. That's yes. <laughs> yes, that's back crooner. when they meant it as an insult. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. That's yeah. amazing. All right. Hey, well, yeah. we are an educational yeah. podcast, right? I just learned something. I can now go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll carry on. <laughs> All right, next clue. This famous singer has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and was also at one time the Minister of Culture of France. What? No? Okay. This person used to open for Edith Piaf at the Moulin Rouge. Hmm. Okay. His, his first name Go at ahead. birth was Chanur, but he went by Charles or Charles. Charles. Uh, Charles. Ah. I know it's on the tip of your tongue, isn't it? Rene? Say again. Rene? Rene? T-R-E-N-E-T. Charles no. Osvenure. <laughs> close. Oh, wow. The other, so yeah. close. Yeah, yeah the yeah. other Charles. His original name was Shanur Osnavurian, yeah. so he shortened it to Charles Osvenure. Mm. Wow. Interesting. I'm thinking of Jacques Trenet. That's my problem. Okay. Well, I got you guys stumped so far. Okay. Yeah. This person once turned down a chance at the Olympics to pursue a music career. Happens all the time. Uh, yeah. A big influence, Lena Horne said that they stole everything but the gowns for their act. In other words, she was a, a, a role model for this person. Chances are this singer left their heart in San Francisco because it's their hometown. They were from San Francisco. Chances are. That's a big clue right there. Oh, yeah. That would be... That would be Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. Yeah. That's okay. You don't sing uh, any Johnny Mathis on your concert, right? Not yet. I I have sung Johnny Mathis. Um, oh, okay. I did a re I did a recording for a music sales company. They wanted to re-record. Uh, chances are. <laughs> so <laughs> what the are the clue. chances of that? <laughs> so you would, I would have gotten that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> We, That's we, great. I, we know you rolled yep. out of bed and got on the phone with us, so <laughs> we appreciate it. Oh gosh. All right, last one. Let's see if I can stump you on this one. This is, I'll give you a clue up front. This is a living person. Oh, okay. thanks. Thanks. This avocational crooner trained with the vocal coaches of Barbara Streisand and Frank Sinatra. It's a, a, a couple in their 90s at the time. This person was also supposed to board the first plane which crashed into the Twin Towers on 9-11, but they missed the flight due to a travel agent giving them the wrong departure time. Wow. wow. I didn't know that wow. about this person. This is somebody I actually heard in concert at Carnegie Hall, by the way, with like a 90-piece huh. orchestra or 70-piece orchestra doing a lot of... Just uh, got less interesting. You just got rid of 20 musicians. <laughs> From 90 to 70. <laughs> Spoken like a true symphony CEO. <laughs> okay, final clue here. This person is probably better known as a voice actor and a creator of TV shows, especially adult-themed Ooh, cartoons. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. 
So far, well, Vanessa's in the lead. I won the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> With one question right. Way to go, Vanessa. Wow. Okay. Thank you for saving us. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would have been the first blowout. Well, we'll have one more round, so there's still a chance for somebody to come from behind and uh, and win the quiz. But so far, Vanessa's in the lead, so mm-hmm. yay, Vanessa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let's talk some more about uh, about. So the first round doesn't count. Is that what? <laughs> Who won the first round? Oh yeah, you won yeah, the here. first round. But that was that was right. you know. You know, guys, the first round's on me. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are we going to talk about now? Well, I, I think we should talk oh, we about how this story. Uh, how this story how this okay. concert came to mm-hmm. be. Let me. I'm going to cut this little part here. Let me. Let me jump okay. in. Right. Why don't you jump in, Vanessa, and say I have a story to tell. Okay. 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 So I have a story to tell. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll give you a cue. You can edit it. I'll give you the cue. Yeah, but but, but we were talking while you did that, right? No. So. Okay. Okay. Let me check. All right. I think right. we're ready. Okay. Three, two, one. I have a story to tell. Hang on a second. I got some music for you. All right. This this is yeah yeah this is about about right. Okay, let's hear so uh, when I got to Toledo, I made it very well known that I had a landmark birthday coming up, and that my friends and colleagues ought not to disappoint me. What does um, that mean, landmark birthday? <laughs> She's turning fifty. Oh wow! It's <laughs> the the big four zero, and um, <laughs> and Zach and Emily and um, other friends, uh, Rachel, and they they surprised me by bringing my mom into town but also with a wonderful night out in Detroit. So we had dinner and then we went to the London Chop House, not the Chop House in London. Right. Um, well, there's London, Ontario across the water, I guess. <laughs> and there was this great trio playing and I said, Zach, we should talk to this guy. Like, let's have him do a show with orchestra. This is a really great idea. And at the time we were planning the season and trying to think of ways that we could incorporate the full orchestra more into our pop series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, Zach, go, t- go talk to him. Go talk to him. <laughs> And Zach was like, I don't have any business cards. I'm like, just, just, just go talk to him. Give, give him your number. <laughs> I can't talk to him. I don't have my business card. <laughs> so I think he took well, and I, a I, receipt. I, I did. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to give Paul his space because, you know, when you're doing a set, yeah. you want some downtime in between. The last thing you want to do is have people come up and say, so how'd you get into music? And yeah. uh, we oh, say that. like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we say that for the radio show. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, uh, so I had nothing to write on. So I just wrote on the back of the receipt. I said, "Hey, Paul, call me. I'd like to talk to you about something in Toledo." And you know, for all Paul knew, I was trying to sell him real estate. I, and I, would, I would have been like stalker <laughs> alert right there. Well, that's it's funny you say that because this, you when you came up, I th- was it a receipt or a napkin? I can't remember. But, Clearly, um, I, I can't either. <laughs> but when you handed me this, let's say, napkin with your phone number on it, and you said, hey, call me, <laughs> I was a bit taken aback. <laughs> that doesn't normally happen to you, huh? Uh, well, not normally. No, but but you, you don't have people in the audience like throwing napkins at you with their phone Zach numbers on really, it. really no, no. loves Tony Bennett. Obviously, he's yeah. not doing a Tom I'm, Jones tribute, right? I'm glad I took the leap and made the phone call. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That deserves a yay. Very happy. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I got. 
Very nice. So you're glad that uh, you're coming. And, and I assume that Vanessa and Zach, you guys, you guys are ecstatic as well. What, what are we going to hear on this concert? Just give us sort of a, a little teaser. I don't mean to sing it for us, but tell us, you know. A lot of what, quiet uh, and low songs. I think, yeah. <laughs> quiet and low. Right. High and loud, quiet and low. We, we have both right. kinds of music. Well, um, I have uh, partnered with the great Paul Keller uh, from Ann Arbor area, Detroit. Uh, he used to be the principal bass player for, well, the only bass player for uh, Diana Krall. And, but he also um, still tours with many wonderful artists. And we, we are lucky to have him here in the Detroit area, Ann Arbor area. Um, and Paul has done a lot of the arranging uh, on these tunes. So we are doing, you know, uh, a, a range of songs from Tony's career, starting from very early on, some, some Tin Pan Alley tunes and some early recordings, um, even doing a medley of, of his tunes, starting from, you know, his first number one hit and kind of running through his, uh, his repertoire. But it's, it is definitely a celebration, not only of Tony Bennett, but also a celebration of the American Songbook. Uh, we do a couple of melodies, uh, medleys, I should say, of uh, one of Irving Berlin, one of Gershwin. Um, but we hit some, we hit some of the big hits as well. So I don't yeah. want to give away too much. Yeah, save a few, a few surprises, huh? Yeah, sure. What, what are you guys looking forward to here in the studio? Um. Well, I don't want to give away too many surprises. Um, <laughs> so if, if if I can go back in the Wayback Machine here. Um, so Toledo Symphony has a uh, history with Tony Bennett and that he sang with us twice. Um, I want no to say, pressure. Yeah, right. In the late 90s, early <laughs> 2000s, so in that kind of part of his career. And, and um, somehow I got to attend both of those, even though I wasn't living in, in Toledo at the time. But um, had a uh, just a, a really happy experience at both of those performances and um yeah there's there's something kind of electric when the audience connects with the the music and and the 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 singing is sincere as we spoke about earlier and and, uh something about paul when we saw him up in detroit just made me think that uh you know this was the the right energy for the moment and um i'm just looking forward to that i'm just looking forward to you know after the year we've all had having some some real opportunity to connect with words and music and uh, some gorgeous arrangements so um you know i might smile a little bit on that one (laughs) very nice uh, Paul, let me ask you. I mean, we're we're sort of on the precipice of of seeing some light at the end of the tunnel here with this whole pandemic thing, and it put a big dent, you know, in in many musicians' lives. I'm wondering sure. how you know the past year and a half has been for you, and and now that you see it kind of emerging a little bit, what are your what are your feelings about all of this? Well, um, past year was trying on the on the musical front um it was i you know have a lot of friends that um i'm i am grateful to be in a position where i'm able to help some of friends that were um having a rough time uh, you know over the there was a, a few organizations here in the detroit area that were helping out musicians during the pandemic and um i was able to help a little bit there. Uh, I also run my own business, so I'm kind of wearing two hats. I have a business during the day and a business at night. So 
personally, I, I, I've been fine through this, mm-hmm. but when you take away music out of my life, uh, and performing out of my life, it's almost like chopping off one of my legs. Um, yeah. it is, it is important to my psyche to be able to perform and to, um, to sing and to, you know, you know, react, interact with, the, with an audience and, um, you know, just, just to be around people. And as Tony, I think once said that it's, you know, like inviting folks into your, your living room and, and being a friend to them. And, and that's sort of what it is to me as well. It's, it's you know, and when that's gone from my life, then I, I really did see a difference. Um, so I'm glad things are opening back up. I'm, you know, back at it and we seem to be, uh, busy through, you know, next year. And I'm doing two or three gigs a week. Um, wow. last night we had, you know, a lot of it's small groups, which the big band is not, not working as much, um, as we used to yet, but we're starting to put dates on the calendar, but trying to squeeze 16 people into a little space still isn't, uh, quite appropriate yet. Um, but with these small groups, it really does allow me to, you know, expand the song a bit, um, dig a little deeper into the tune, understand the lyrics more and really enjoy almost, you know, the quiet, quiet joy of, of these songs, um, with a, with a small group. It's, uh, it's, it's refreshing. And then when I get back to the big band, it'll be even, uh, you know, more wonderful to, uh, to sing with all of my friends there as well. Yeah. I think it's great that you were able to, to give back and to help out friends during the, the pandemic. I mean, that's a mindset that, you know, some musical institutions did have, some did not. Certainly Toledo Symphony did a lot to keep the lights on, as it were, and keep mm-hmm. musicians employed. Uh, during the pandemic so it's great that you're you're coming here and sharing your art and we can kind of give it back to you by by showing up and and enjoying what you have to offer this concert is uh saturday night november 13th at eight o'clock p.m paul king singing a tribute to tony bennett wonderful songbook and uh that is one of the toledo symphonies uh pop concerts right Mm -hmm. yeah their pop uh pop celebration I, I want to finish out here with our final round of our quiz. Um, I mentioned last time. Still that, anyone's game, right? Yeah. The yeah. R- round two Jump was off. called. <laughs> round two was called name that crooner. Round three is called that crooner's name. So this is the way it works. I'm going to give you four stage names, mm-hmm. and then you match them with the original names. So I'll read off the stage names. And then we'll take the their real names one at a time, and you tell me which of the stage names the real name belongs to. Does that make sense? Not 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 really. Bit. So we're okay. gonna get we're gonna get the people's real names, and we have to match the. No, stage. I'm gonna no. give you their stage <laughs> names, the names that they're known by. I see. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm gonna give that to. There's only five of them. I'll give that to you all at once. I'm gonna get and these then, all wrong. And then we'll go through the the real okay. names. Oh, they're, right. they're not oh, in the I same gotcha. order. So, so it's, it's like maybe, a word search. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So like here on the radio, right? All right. One there. So five names I'm going to give you. The first one is Engelbert Humperdinck. (laughs) Second one is Gene Austin. Third one is Tom Jones. Fourth one is Barry White. And the fifth one is Tony Martin. 
Are sorry, any of those names unfamiliar sorry, to you? Uh, <laughs> that was a little fast. What was number three? Tom Jones. Tom Jones. All right. Yeah. It's not unusual. Barry and four White. was Barry White. And, and then Tony White. Martin. Tony Martin. Tony Martin and Gene Austin sort of representing the perhaps earlier uh, crop of crooners, as it were. Okay. Are we ready to go through the real names and see if you can match them? Mm-hmm. Okay, one at a time. The first one is T.J. Woodward. Who was T.J. Woodward? Was it Humperdinck, Austin, Jones, White, or Martin? T.J. sounds... Do I, do I say this out loud? Or do uh, you can just write it down. We'll yeah. do it afterwards. Okay, the second one was Lemuel Lucas. Was that oh, Lord. Humperdinck, Austin, Jones, White, or Martin? Can't imagine why you don't want to have a stage name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Next one is Arnold Dorsey. Who was Arnold Dorsey? Was he Engelbert Humperdinck, mm. Gene Austin, Tom Jones, Barry White, or Tony Martin? Then we have Alvin Morris. Was that Humperdinck, Austin, Jones, White, or Martin? And the last one is Eugene Carter. Who was that? Was that Humperdinck, Austin Jones, White, or Martin? So let me know when you got all of this figured out. Right? Oh, my. <laughs> That's okay. I, you know, we, we had to throw some, some difficult questions in there, Paul, because you totally aced the Tony Bennett part of our quiz. <laughs> right? Okay, let's go back. I'm, I'm going to give you the answers, all right? Listeners at home are playing along, uh-huh. right, with bated breath. Engelbert Humperdinck was actually... Arnold Dorsey. Anybody get that? Arnold Dorsey was Humperdinck. <laughs> Nobody got it. Okay. That's a no. Gene Austin was actually Lemuel Lucas. Oh, wow. Anybody get that? Nope. <laughs> Tom Jones. Real name is Tom Woodward. TJ yeah, Woodward. Just got that one. Yeah, that, Thomas John Woodward. That makes sense. Did anybody get that one? I got, got that it. one. Okay. Yay! So Zach and Vanessa both got that one. Um, now, Barry White, who was that? That was Eugene Carter. Hmm. Actually, his name was Barry Eugene Carter, but I had to leave the Barry off. Wait a minute. Wait. You, 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 had to, you had to bury. Barry White's first name was Eugene? No, it's, it's his middle name. It's his middle okay. name. Okay. So, wait, did you, right. you, you're telling me that you ba- buried the first I, name I Barry. Buried, yeah. I buried, buried the Barry. Barry. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got Good it. one. <clears throat> Don't get excited. No Mahler. I just hit the wrong button there. <laughs> that, that was our Mahler bell. Every, every time somebody says the word Mahler, it was, that's, a, that's a whole different story. Anyway, so let's move on, right? We have Tony Martin. That's the last one that we have left. So that was Alvin Morris. Yeah. Anybody get Tony Martin, Alvin Morris? I actually got that one. Yeah. Wow. The other three I got wrong. That means Zach wins. No, no, oh, no, because Vanessa, you had the the win from the previous right. round, right? And so Paul won the first round, so we all win. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. wins. You get a trophy. Yeah. You get a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a three way tie. A three way tie. Fantastic. That, that's like the best of all possible. This kind worlds. of fits with Tony Bennett, though, because he was such a. It still is a very happy uh, man. I actually read his um, his autobiography, uh, The Good Life. And mm-hmm. it was one of the most boring books I've ever read because it's like <laughs> this happened and this is, you know, life is good. And I got so lucky. And then this also <laughs> happened and life is good. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm such a lucky guy. And I said there was no like moment of like 
drug use or like <laughs> or, his, or he, Catholic he parties with booze. And, right, you know, right. where you, he we never learn really songs. like he, he's just such a good man. And so like everybody wins in Tony Bennett's world. Everybody wins in a quiz today. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yay! He did have some struggles, but, you know, his sons are wonderful. And, that you know, I think um, there's a lot to be said for them kind of bringing him yeah. back into the spotlight in the 90s. And his son, uh, Danny, I think, was his either his manager or his uh, yeah. producer or something like that, yeah? Yeah, it was, yeah. And that was the big MTV Unplugged, uh, yeah. one of the most unexpected things, but it, it relaunched exactly. the career and you know connected folks with great, great music. Yeah, totally. Yep. I just say I'm really excited that we get to wave the flag to Tony Bennett, especially since... You know, he's more recently announced that his, he's retiring. This is a really nice time to pay tribute to him and to think about the career he's had. I mean, he really has gone from the 1950s to now. He has a, a new release with Lady Gaga, and that's a 70-year career. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, his his voice always maintained, uh, and, and he was always very careful about... Um, using his voice and exercising his voice and and you know he always had uh, that that kind of uh, character to his voice where if you listen to a song from the 60s or you listen to a song he recorded in, in the 2000s it still was there and I remember I, I probably have seen Tony Bennett in concert seven or eight times and every time I would see him I would think it was the last time I'm going to see Tony Bennett <laughs> there's no way I can see him again and, and admittedly the last time I saw him it took him a few songs to get warmed up but th- there he was and uh, just a ton of memories of a great great singer so I'm just really excited we get to pay tribute raise a glass to Tony Bennett so thank yeah. you Paul for helping us do that Yay! I'm honored to do it and I'm excited to celebrate with you all as well well Paul we're just about out of time but I, I want to give you the last word and uh, what, what do you want to tell the audience and, and people listening to this program in advance of uh, your appearance here? Well, I would, um, I, I sincerely can't wait to be there in Toledo with everyone and celebrating the wonderful career and life of Tony Bennett. And, and you know, I think this is a great opportunity while he's uh, still with us and still, uh, you know, singing every day for his therapy I think it's it's wonderful for us to you know create this positive energy and and send it his way hopefully um, and I just hope that uh, he feels it and we all can celebrate together um, I, I would also like to add as far as crooning is concerned uh, there was a great quote from from Bing Crosby actually it was in a song I think back in the 30s um, and it's just a a little bit of advice from Bing. He says, learn to croon. You'll eliminate your rivals soon. If you're <laughs> heading for a sunny honeymoon, learn to croon. <laughs> that has to be a song, right? <laughs> what, what, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul King, coming to the Peristyle Saturday night, November 13th, 8 o'clock p.m., a tribute to Tony Bennett, music from the American Songbook with the Toledo Symphony. And you're bringing your, your trio, right? They're going to play with Correct. you? Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today and playing our silly little quiz, and, and, and we really, really look forward to having you here in uh, Toledo. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you all. 
This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Remember, you can check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at toledosymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find the TSO streaming platform online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Zach Vassar, Vanessa Gardner, and our special guest, Paul King. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91. Learn to cruise.